Welcome back. Welcome in to Lions Share Podcast. Walkthrough Wednesday edition, Lions versus the Chargers this week. And an emphasis on the welcome in to the new shareholders out there because there's been a lot of you as of late. So stick around, be a friend, tell a friend, rate us five stars, all that good stuff. The Lions, as we mentioned, heading out west to LA to take on the four and four Los Angeles Chargers. Will there be lightning bolts between these two high-flying offenses? Well, stick around and find out. We're going to be doing Lions versus Chargers preview. Then we'll take you through every matchup in Week 10. Hard to believe that we're in the double digits already in this NFL season. And we'll finish with college football talk and closing time. So, first of all, welcome back, Andrew. After his disappearance last episode, we're so glad to have you back. And happy belated birthday once again. Um, Mitch and I laid out a roadmap for the second half of the season for the Lions. We gave our records um, prediction and a floor. I, th- I believe is what we did. So now we got to go to you. You weren't here. So what do you got for us in the second half of the season for the Lions? What's your record prediction? I, I think they still have a tough road ahead of them. The schedule doesn't show that, boys and girls. But you got to beat the Chargers. Ben, what do we say? Good teams win out of the bye. Thank you very much. You got to win this game or it's egg in everybody's face. And then you're looking at the division pretty much uh, riding it out in one of the worst divisions uh, in in non-conference opponents. So got Bears, Packers, win-win. Saints win because we know those boys. We can't trust them. Bears win. Bronx, dub. And then I think they split with the Cowboys Vikings. Take a loss on, on those Cowboys Vikings and then beat the Vikings in the in either the first or last game of the season. Okay, so if I'm doing the math correctly, that's six more wins to finish them out at twelve. Correct. Okay. So calling it six of the last nine, is that what I'm is that what I'm getting? Is it the nine games left, right? Yeah, should be. We're we're at eight, okay. six and two. 17 okay, total right, yeah. this year. Because those longtime shareholders out there, if they remember from last year, it was about this point in the season when Andrew had the infamous 5 of 5 or the 4 of 5, I believe, and that ended up being 5 of 5, if I remember correctly. And the at the time, drive. the 405 the four oh five Warriors this week, I got 405 right next to the 405 in LA. A lot of 405s, a lot of fun, clever plays we can make there. But the 405 from last year, yeah, yeah. Who could forget that? And at the time, Everybody was kind of calling you crazy, Andrew. And then what did the Lions do? They ended up winning four or five, if not five of five, if I remember correctly. So you calling for six of nine. And uh, I put so much trust in you for that. I will say this, and it's not going to sound like a crazy thing like it was last year. I think I called for him to knock on the door of the playoffs to not count him out. I will say confidently this year, I think we're going to the playoffs, boys. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Nothing's to be assumed. Nothing's guaranteed. You're not going to hear that from me. Although, I'm sure you guys saw it, but the New York Times, I think, officially starting to do the playoff predictor now as we enter week 10. I don't know if you guys saw what the Lions' um, percentage is at. I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but did you guys see what the New York Times has the Lions' playoff chances at? Mm, mm, mm. Well, go ahead and look that up. Uh. might as well be probably in the gotta be in the 90s i mean if you look at the nfc north and the strength of schedule i if my guess would be 92 no andrew was closer with 100 i'll put it that way 
But price of price is right rules. Andrew loses. I win. I'm just I'm giving you a hint at what the numbers might be. Why don't you just tell us? I don't want to jinx it, but it's ninety nine percent. Tommy censored. Oh, okay. Well, that seems good. Yeah, based on strength of schedule down the stretch, and I mean, we all know that the Lions' second half season is not daunting at all. Uh, but not, neither is the Vikings. So I think you got to get to twelve wins if you're the Lions, and uh, to feel comfortable about knocking the Vikings out and uh, ru- ruining any Josh Dobbs magic down the stretch. I almost hate to root for the man, uh, and we'll get to it and everything, but we better shut him down early and. Often, if it's not going to be us, it's got to be somebody else. But who better than the Lions to uh, close that door hard, right? Um, yeah. So, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everybody, um, for voting in the poll. We had a, a poll up on Instagram for uh, you know wh- how many wins you had uh, the Lions ha- finishing the season with, and the, most people. I was I was actually surprised. Uh, a lot of people in the ten to eleven category, and not the twelve to thirteen. Thought that was a little bit surprising. I thought the Kool Aid was strong. And stronger than that, certainly. But, uh, you know, uh, low expectations lead to uh, greater results, I think, in my book. I think that may be I'm just a touch of optimism. Just a hint. Just a, just a little, little, little pinch, a little pinch of optimism. I think it's there. I think, the, you know, we just got some haters on the IG. That's all. Hmm. 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 Yeah. You, you people, you know who you are. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about this matchup here with the. Los Angeles Chargers, the formerly known as the San Diego Super Chargers. We've got a 405 matchup, as mentioned. This one's CBS. So the first time of the year that the Lions will be on CBS, not on Fox. So for you channel surfers out there, remember this one's on CBS. And that means we're getting Jim, uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. So we've got the A team on it for here, uh, for this game here against the Chargers. Um, so CBS obviously thinking that this is their best option. So they're saying the best crew out there. So we've got Romo and we've got Nance. Uh, we've got Lions sitting at three-point favorites as it sits right now against the Chargers. This was at one on Sunday, now moved up to three. Interestingly enough, after the Chargers put a hurting on the Jets, uh, this actually goes up. But we think that's probably related to the fact that, you know what, the Lions are at full strength or very, very close to it. Um, they didn't practice today, Wednesday. They practiced Tuesday, and all 53 players on the active roster were in practice, um, in full practices. We had a couple limited practices, and that was Big V and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So undetermined if we'll see DPJ make his debut uh, this week against the Chargers or if that'll come a week later uh, against the Bears, but it's great to see. How, how great does that sound to your ears, Andrew and Mitch? I mean, how great does that sound to to see how far we've come in the injury department. Yeah, we talked about it uh, while Andrew was gallivanting Sunday. Um, the team hasn't been healthy since week one, so I think it's really exciting. Um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit in my keys to the game, so don't steal my notes, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, uh, what a healthy Lions roster can do. With Big V coming back, does that mean Graham – gets uh gets kicked out of it i mean he's been playing at a high level i don't know what you guys have to say about it this was going to be my next point dan said today that he thinks graham has done enough to earn the starting job so it sounds like graham glasgow is going to be your right guard of the future i 100 percent agree i mean stepped up in a big way last week moving over to center and did it did a good job um 
And that run game is just is just in a good spot with him out there. So I don't think you can switch it up right now. So excited to see David Montgomery back. Speaking of the running game, um, it's not 100% official that he's going to be back, but he is back at practice. So one can assume that David Montgomery will be back and we'll have the, the full two-headed monster of the backfield again with Gibbs and Montgomery, which just makes me giddy because uh, that's what bye weeks are for, to get your team healthy. And the Lions did that just that. And uh, it's great. Going to need to be remain healthy down the second half of the stretch here of the season because this is when the uh, this is when the push happens. So, um, coming into this game, the Chargers have yet to win a game where they didn't score twenty four plus. So, a little note there for you shareholders out there. Um, in this matchup, obviously Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, versus Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, two guys that love to go forward on fourth down. Um, so I was. I posed this question to you all. I've got the line here at uh, at five. Uh, how many times do you think we're going to see both these teams combined go for it on fourth down in this game? Are you are you asking us to take over under on your line, or do you want us to make our own line? It, this podcast is your oyster, sir. Do what you want. Well, if we're going based off your line, I'm going to take the over. Give give me the over. I could very really? easily see between the two. I mean, I like. I, I hate to say it, but Patterson pushed a, basically a like a two yarder, and he was playing well up to that point. But I think DC just doesn't have the patience for it. So I could easily see I, again. I take the over. If the line is five, I take the over. I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate on that. I'm gonna take the under. Dan's a situational guy, so Dan never really forces. Having to go for it on fourth. Uh, Staley, however, is just kind of out there. This feels like he gets, he gets you off your toes. People are expecting it. Dan doesn't do it when, when people are expecting it. This feels like a matchup where know. you go for it. You're going to see him go for it more often. Against a, a team that puts up a lot of points, he's, he knows he's going to have to put up points and not field goals or touchdowns and not field goals, right? Let me, let me piggyback on that really quick. Andrew, have you not found yourself, and if, it, if the answer is no, that's fine. At any point at all, have you found yourself saying, damn it, I wish we would have kicked that field goal? Because I certainly a couple times this year have, have said those exact words, like, yeah, you got to take the points. I Ben and I talked about it so many times last year, and I think of where it really came back to haunt us was U.S. Bank Stadium, the cursed stadium early in the year, where it was like, just just please, Dan, on those opening drives, take points. God, man, just take points. So to your point, I I concede that. <laughs> There's definitely like the whole mantra. I think I think we talked about it after the I went to the Lions game and I saw someone with the shirt, and I think I texted you guys too, fourth down and who gives a fuck. Like that mantra sometimes is incredible, but when when it gets to me a little bit is when they're 50 and in on a field goal in a low scoring game. It's like, yeah, feels like we got to take them sometimes. I think that's the biggest uh, hurt uh, from uh, Riley missing that one kick last week. The short one, right? We said that he missed makes the 52 yarder for uh, that was tipped, but he misses the, I think it was like 30 something, maybe shorter. Shorter than uh, it's like 27, point. I think. But like that, right? Like, that's it. Like, I don't care if you make the long ones. Like, leave that for Justin Tucker. Just be 100% 50 and in. 
Yeah, I I will say though, I would have loved to known like what there's gotta be a stat cast. Like how good was that fifty two yarder gonna be good from? Because the fact that that got tipped and still cleared, that may have been good from sixty plus. Andrew's, Andrew doesn't believe that, but Andrew, yeah, Andrew disagrees. But I'm just thinking, if it gets tipped, the velocity to still make it over on 52 yards, we're gonna have to bring in a math expert on that one because that's not my forte. We need to do like the uh, the thing they do on uh, game day where they just they pick a random person out of the crowd and make them humiliate. The three of us should do that. I feel like we'd make an absolute just disaster, embarrassment of ourselves. I mean, do I get to bring my steel toe boots? Yeah, hey, whatever floats your I mean, boat. I, okay, cool. Talking about the El Paso kickers? Do they do they wear steel toe? No, no, you know, the the boots you got from El Paso. Oh no, 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 that's composite toe, dog. Get with it. <laughs> ben, you you fool. Yeah, I'm such an idiot. Fucking idiot. Um, speaking of idiots, uh, you guys are both well. I think we're all three of us are probably in this camp. But Brandon Staley haters here. So, how do you feel in this coaching matchup as far as uh? Uh, going up against OBS. Ben might be your best nickname yet there, honestly. Um, I don't know if I'm a known Chargers hater or if it's just because Brandon Staley has put his stamp on the team the last few years and it's really just his identity Ooh. or if it's the fact that the media keeps picking them to go all the way and, you know, they fall short year after year because Justin Herbert isn't as good as everybody says. Um yeah, uh, do I have to say any more on how much I hate this team? No, I think you think that just about does it. Their lightning I, bolt is shaped like a frown. Just I wanted to get that out. Yeah, I think we are, Ben, you said it. Like we're all like Brandon Staley's just not a good coach. Like it's I think it's gotta be his last week. Last uh his last year. He shaved the beard though. Mm. That beard looked like he just like legit forgot to shave. <laughs> That's what this is right here. <laughs> That's just about what it was. He had a little more, a few more whites in there, though. He's he, well, didn't need to make it about that, but um, <laughs> the he's doing the reverse no shave November. I guess he went with the shave November. I get it. You know, Brandon Staley just doesn't know how to read a calendar, doesn't know how to read a play sheet. Um, so we're feeling pretty good about the coaching matchup here against uh, the uh, the Chargers, but the Chargers are no joke. Um, Certainly a great team. Um, not I mean, a great team. A good team. They're four and four. They've uh, they've got some good things to say about them. Um, so so let's talk about the keys to the game, shall we? Um, per usual, I wrote way too much, and uh, even what you're seeing way on too the, much. way too much. Even what you're seeing on the Google Doc is a condensed version of what I did have written down. Um, so let me try to make my keys quick. My biggest one: manage the game, manage the clock. Time of possession is going to be key in this game against a prolific offense. Run the ball, have some long drives, play defense with your offense. Uh, the Chargers uh, like to sit back in zone and bait the throws, so Goff's got to be sharp. Score in the red zone. I think we need points against this team. Mentioned that they score a lot of points. They've had 30. They've had a lot of their games in 20. They've won every game that they've played. Uh, uh, haven't won a game where they haven't scored 24 plus. And uh, special teams, they had a kick return or a punt return, I believe, against the, uh, the Jets on Monday night. So special teams, FIP, got to be strong. And uh, Jack Fox flipped the field with those punts. Uh, and we've got a new long snapper in there. So remember that, folks. New, uh, new long snapper there in the punting. The, the problem when you go first is you name everything. Like you list so... everything about the game. 
every so, aspect of the game, you're like, they just got to do, you know, all 18 phases. That's where they got to win, boys. <clears throat> all and right, then next me week, and Andrew next week against the Bears. From <laughs> next week against the Bears, I'm having one. Uh, for a little behind the scenes for the shareholders, mine's two sentences here. I got a couple of abbreviations in there, even to short it up some more. Uh, pretty simple for me. We're coming out of the bye. Punish LA early, right? We talk. I talk about it all the time. Score on your opening drive. Get a stop on your opening uh, defensive possession. Need to get points on the board early and often. Make LA play from behind. I've said it too many times. Brandon Staley is a bad team, and when our defense is playing with a lead, it is it is elite. And it's scary, and that defensive line, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I'm sure he still leads the league in pressures. Keep it up. I'm, I'm also going to try and go a little, uh, a little concise. I think uh, take care of the ball and, and capitalize on opportunities. Those were two big misses against the Raiders. Um, they should have won that game by a lot more. And Gibbs and Montgomery haven't really been featured as a, as a dual backfield yet this year when Gibbs has been kind of feeling it. So... Uh, let let those two, you know, get going early, establish a run early, take some pressure off golf, and then you open up the, the pass game later on. But take care of the ball, capitalize when, when the points are there. Um, let let the boys eat out of the backfield. Let them. Mitchell, cook. I love that. I want to see those two. Fuck. I, I want to <laughs> see those two go. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a minute. Uh, Tommy might actually have to do some cutting on this episode. <laughs> Holy cannoli. Oh boy! I feel talk like talk about uh, your all-time Freudian slips. We're kind of we're a little bit slap happy here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in this. Brandon Staley is a bad team, though. That's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> that was. Uh, I it knew puts a meant. stamp on it. <clears throat> Look, as a fellow um, wordsmith myself, you know I can empathize with what Andrew's, uh, what Andrew went through there. Uh, I, I don't know what you keep holding up. Saturn. Oh, star readings. My my apologies. Took a week off of it from the bye week. So, yeah, we didn't have a star reading. What do you got for us uh, for, for, for Sunday? Yeah, not, not sure if you guys are going to want to know this, but as of November 4th, Saturn went direct. You know what that means? Oh, God. That's, that's coming out of a six-month retrograde, boys. Heavy feelings of responsibility, but clear-minded. We're going to bring direction to our goals, and efforts are going to start paying off. You know what that tells me? We're coming out of this bye week fresh. We're coming in. We're going to put a stamp on it. And the last bit, little bit of note I got is don't slow down. Finish out this season strong and take it into the playoffs. Stars are aligning. Step on the throat. Love it. And twist your way into the playoffs. Yeah. All right. We've got the uh, over-under sitting at 48.5 in my prediction. I'm going to take the over on that. If I'm doing my math correctly, I've got the Lions, 34 points. Uh, first time they'll be over 30 in a little bit here. And the Chargers are going to get above 24. They're going to get 27. But uh, I'm talking about a Lions victory here, 34 to 27 over the Chargers, 7-2 and two going into the week against the Bears. I'm going to take a little more modest approach to it. They're going to they're gonna win, but they're going to put up their points early. They're going to go up 21 nothing in the first half. And the Chargers are going to struggle to come back into this game. They're going to put up points late, but it's going to be a feeble, feeble comeback attempt. Thirteen for the Chargers. I like, I like that. I like that little bit of a Packers game feel to it. Is what you're calling for here? 
Uh, I've got Lions 31, Chargers 20. I think the Chargers defense is a little bit of an issue. Um, no joke coming off the edges with Bosa and Mack, but uh, the, the pass protection has been unbelievable. With I think Sewell is one of the top-rated tackles uh, in the NFL as far as pass protection. Decker was playing on his head last week against the Raiders. So I think the Lions offense is going to click, and despite how bad of a team Brandon Staley is, the Chargers still have a good offense. So I think they, they find a way to put up 20 points, but I do agree with Andrew. I think some of that comes in garbage time. All right. All right. Yeah. I was a little bit uh, concerned when I watched the Monday night game, saw how terrorizing that, uh, that charger defensive line was with Bosa and Mac, uh, but albeit against a banged up and lowly jets offensive line. So I'm just trying to tell myself, take that with a grain of salt and that the lions, uh, O-line, especially at full strength, will have the answers to chalk that up and do kind of what they did against Max Crosby with Joey Bosa. Right. That's how I feel. I would say expect a lot of screens from the from the Lions offense. Okay, okay, okay. And uh hopefully Jared doesn't throw too many of those in the danger zone of uh uh intentional grounding. I've had about enough pick sixes on the year. Don't know about you guys. Had enough <clears throat> of those. Yeah, we let's start uh let's start a new interceptionless streak off. How about that? Let's uh let's clean it up. Right? You were playing so well. We get the uh, no injuries in the workplace counter up on the board. One day. Ooh, I like that. One, Games without oh, a day pick one. six. Mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's close the chapter there and go to week 10 in the NFL, the rest of the slate. Um, records recap. I went nine and five. Andrew went seven and seven. Mitch went nine and five. So um, no gain, no loss. For this week between Mitch and I, just a two-game um, differential once again. So I'm at 88 and 48. Andrew's at 74 and 62. And Mitch is at 90, first one to 90. Uh, he's 90 and 46. And if we compare that to the numbers from uh, an expert from the Sporting News, he was going 95 and 40. I'm not sure why he has one less game than us. But uh, just to tell you that these three schmucks on this podcast are doing just about as well as the so-called experts out there. So who's to say that we aren't the experts, right? Or we're all schmucks. In a world of schmucks, be a muck. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know where I was going with that. But um, real quick, before we talk about these games, um, what do you guys think about the Dolphins? Obviously, lost this week to the Chiefs. Uh, a lot of people jumping on the hate bandwagon for the Dolphins, calling them frauds. Um, what do you think about the Dolphins? Real quick. I don't think they're frauds necessarily. I think they play. They played in Germany, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a little bit to do with the travel. Um, they probably, you know, I saw a couple penalties were called in another language. They sounded like they didn't really know what was going on. Uh, They're just getting called for random calls is probably what they thought. Um, So probably a little biased. Um, I think they're going to be just fine. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Um, They almost seem like they're going to be a Mike Tomlin team and not lose two in a row. Uh bad on me if they've already lost two in a row i'm sorry uh but i i don't think they're frauds at all i think they're gonna bounce back i don't frauds is probably a little extreme i don't think they are a super bowl contender i think they're a good team i think they're a playoff team um but i don't think they're i don't think they're a deep playoff threat let me let me read you guys their schedule really quickly raiders and win 
Jets win if Zach Wilson is still playing. So I don't think Rodgers will be back. So Raiders win, Jets win, Commanders win, Titans win. But then they got to play Jets, probably with Rodgers back, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So they've got a pretty brutal schedule to end the season. Um, so I don't think they're frauds, but I think they limp into the playoffs with, I don't know, how many wins do they have right now, Benjamin? Six and three. Yeah, so I I think they limp in at 10 and 7, maybe Ooh. get the wild card spot. Ooh, so you don't see them winning that division? Who wins that division then? The Jets or the Bills? Yeah, I guess I guess they could I don't know cuz I don't think the Bills are that good either. I think Right. It really does depend on when the Jets come back. And it's not even so much that it's Aaron Rodgers. It's just or that when sorry, when Aaron Rodgers comes back. It's not so much that it's injuries, it's just that it's anyone but Zach Wilson. So yeah. I'm not. I think that I think it's up for grabs, big time. No, yeah. no. I think the Patriots will do it. Yeah. <laughs> From the now depths, we're talking. Belichick and the and the Patriots, yeah, surface as champions. That would be funny. Um, <clears throat> Andrew, uh, anything you want to say about Joshua Dobbs? I let you have a little segment here. I know you love Josh Dobbs. Obviously, the former Lion, the once great Lion. Now a Minnesota Viking showing his magic. I mean, I've been I've been high on him all all year. He came in to uh, Arizona. He did his thing. He played his heart out. I mean, really kind of just put it on the wall. And like, yeah, I don't care if I'm not with this team next year, next week. Doesn't matter. I'm just gonna go out there and play. And then he gets traded to Minnesota. Really doesn't think he's gonna play, and it's kind of just a feel good story. You know, the guy who comes from UT, not a, not a big school, right? Uh, I mean, Tennessee is a big school, but like in the term, in the grand scheme of things, really not a powerhouse when it comes to football. Sorry uh, if there's some Tennessee fans out there that are going to uh, chastise me for that one. But he bounces around to several different teams. Um, and now it seems like Minnesota is going to absolutely embrace him. And it honestly feels scary because it feels Cinderella story-like for them. Um, and they're the only ones vying for the NFC. We talked about it at the beginning of the year that the Vikings were going to be that thorn in our side all season long since we play them two times in the last three weeks of the year. Um, so hopefully they just get put down uh, early. I'm glad he had his feel-good story, but uh, sorry, sorry, Dobbs, but it's got to end here. And they're getting Justin Jefferson back. Uh, he's in this 21-day window right now to return from the IR, so that's tough. Mitch, did we lose you? You still there? I'm here, baby. Okay, you froze there for a minute. Now I see you again. Live from the kitchen now. I like the change of scenery. That's nice. Yeah, the little guy's got to go out. You know, who am I to stop him? I'm about to have a new little guy in your life, too, right? We don't know the sex. Oh, that's true. My bad. Yeah, no, that's true. We don't know. Unless you've you've seen my chart. I don't know. No, I have not. I have not. I don't have access to your data. Uh, That would be a HIPAA violation, if I'm not mistaken. So... I don't know if you looked at the schedule here, Mitch, but I've got you uh, queuing us up first in week 10 on Thursday Night Football. I uh, I did look. You guys have me second-guessing one of my later picks. So, uh, yeah, Thursday Night Football in the WFC game of the week, Panthers at Bears. Just an all-time stinker. We've got uh, mid to upper 40s clear, 10 to 15 miles an hour on the wind. Catch this on Amazon Prime Video. If you don't have it, just ask your friends for their login. Justin Fields is still out, so it's still the Bajan show. Um, 
that being said, I think I like the Panthers as abysmal as Bryce Young has been playing and just not taking care of the ball. I just don't think I don't think the Bears are that big of a threat, especially without Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields is listed as doubtful, not out. Although Eberflus is very confused on what those two meanings are, because he is very clearly out, but refuses to list him as as out. I guess, um, not sure. Normally, I would take the Panthers in this situation if they were playing anybody other than the Bears, uh, and I would think the Bears would tank to let anybody beat them. But since they get the Panthers' pick, I, I think the Bears are going to go out and actually try to win one. Yeah. Hate this one. This one's kind of making me want to go take the Panthers, but I, I've got the Bears. Really want to take Bryce Forever Young in this one. Uh, it just feels like the Panthers' opportunity to get a second win, but uh, I don't know. It's at the Bears, and Bajan has proven to be bad or good at, depending on the day of the week. So I like him here in prime time and uh, get the ball to that weapon, DJ Moore, and uh, hoping for hoping for a Bears victory so I can get a game here on Mitch. Can we get a trajectory? What uh, what uh, what's our geographic location in Germany? Where are we going to be zoning in here? Frankfurt. We're coming in from Frankfurt, Germany, on the NFL Network. Colts at Patriots. I got a retractable roof question here. Um, is there a retractable roof here in Germany as well? And does Ursa have a say in it, Mitch? I didn't think that was a question. I think that was a statement from Tommy. So I'm going to assume that the roof is indeed retractable. And is it retracted? I plead the fifth. Okay. That being said, I'm going to take the Patriots. Travel discipline alone. Uh, I I just think that uh, Bill Belichick is going to get his li- guys in line. Uh, Gardner Minshew is more of a take a van, take like a week and a half to get there time of guy. And uh, he might be late for the game. He might not have a passport, to be honest. Uh, but as long as Minshew's playing in this game, give me the Magic, give me the Colts. Yeah, I'm with Andrew on this one. I I don't know. I think as bad as Mac Jones is, I think the Patriots might be better than their record shows. And it just it just feels like one that they'll win for some reason. I, I go with Andrew. I go with the Pats. All right. Browns at the Ravens in an AFC North battle. Literally a battle here. Ravens to the top of this division, but the Browns, Bengals, and Steelers all quickly and not far behind. So I think we're going to call for a Ravens regression game here. It's going to be a comeback to earth game for the Ravens. They're going to struggle in this one. It's going to be a close one, and we're going to be talking about a Browns victory by a field goal or a touchdown. I I disagree. I think the... The Ravens' strength this year is when they play good teams. I, we talked about it Sunday. They made their statement games out of uh, two of the, I think, what people believe are playoff teams in the Lions and the Seahawks. So I think the Ravens keep it going against good teams, and, and they find a way to go on. Yeah, I think the Ravens have been rocking and rolling, and it's not just because they beat the Lions. I will say, though, I think that's finally going to come to an end and these injuries are finally going to catch up to him. Um, We've seen Lamar not finish seasons, a little knock on wood for him, but they had a lot of injuries early on in the year, and uh, I think they're just going to finally catch up to him. Texans, Bengals, CBS, 1 p.m. slot still, 55 degrees, uh, mainly sunny. 
This is Ben's Super Bowl pick. I think Texans and Bengals. Don't know how that doesn't make any sense. The ben, they're both in the AFC, so you can't have the Texans and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So that's it's just silly. I like the Bengals here. I think the Bengals have definitely found their groove. Joe Burrow is looking like his old self. And as amazing as CJ Stroud has been, I just think the Bengals complete team. Yeah, I agree, Mitchell. Bengals finally hitting their stride. It's a team that actually knows what playoff football looks like as well. The Texans haven't sniffed it in a while. And uh, CJ Stroud, it's a little bit of comeback to earth game. I had written down the Texans in this one and changed it, so I hope that my gut is wrong. I've got the Bengals here because I looked at the remaining schedule. Obviously, I had a lot of losses off the bat, so in order for them to keep pace in the AFC, um, as they are tracking on the Ravens and other teams, right? Uh, if they want to win that division or be a wild card in the AFC, they got to keep winning games and they got to win an easy one here against the Texans, a lower, a lower ranked team because they've got some tougher teams down the stretch. So I'll take the Bengals to keep the train rolling. All righty, that's going to roll us to the 49ers going into Jacksonville. Duval. Duval. Another 1 p.m. or on Fox. This is going to be 69 and a half degrees, partly cloudy, 30% chance of rain, which is probably, uh, you know, about a 10% chance of hurricane weathers. Uh, Jags coming off a bye. And uh, I'm going to say the Jags, not a good team officially. I feel bad saying that, but give me the 50s. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I got to recover from what I just heard. Uh, Jaguars are a good team, but they're on a win streak right now. And the 49ers are on a losing streak. So something's got to give. We're going to get the 49ers back in the win column. They're still good. They're going to prove that. Um, and the Jaguars are going to cool down, but, uh, remain hot and, uh, be a playoff team still. Everyone needs to mark this down. Andrew specifically said the Jags are not a good team. I think me and Ben just had very similar reactions on camera. Like, what just happened? I do think the 49ers get one back here. Similar to what Ben said about the Eagles, the 49ers got to get back in the win column and off the bye. So I think it's it's big for them to get healthy and kind of figure out a way to get their season back on track. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think 49ers figure it out. But again, the Jags, I am firmly in good team camp. All right, moving right along. We've got the Saints going at the Vikings in Minnesota, 1 o'clock on Fox. Note here for you shareholders in Michigan, this is the game that you will see on Fox, on your local Fox station at 1 o'clock. So when the Lions are, when you're, while you're waiting for the Lions to take action at 4.05, you can watch this one on your local Fox station. It's a good scouting game. Lions got to play both of these teams down the stretch. So all that said, I've got the Vikings here to continue the role. Uh, take the Sinners over the Saints. This is the one you guys had me second-guessing. I think I think you guys had me almost convinced on the Dobbs magic, but I I said this I don't think the Saints are a very good team. That said, I think I for some reason I think the magic is going to actually run out. I think the Saints figure out a way to get it done. I think it'll be a good game. This one makes me feel icky, so I'm not sure about it, but the key to this game is Taysom Hill. The Saints are finding new ways to get Taysom Hill involved. And I, I think that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting game and one of those games that we're all going to need to scout. I'm glad that Fox is putting this on the Michiganders uh, uh, station here. 
Um, so everybody get the recording devices out. Hell, go to the game if you want. Get as many signs as you can and send them directly to the Lions front office, please. We're going to need it. Uh, that all being said, you know I can't pick the Saints. Uh, so Dobbins has to last one more. Ben, does that make you nervous? No, not at all. I've got a couple here where I've been standing strong with Papa and uh, feeling nothing more than strongly calm. Okay, I just... Andrew doesn't have the best look with his Saints picks. He's a second-half team. He's a second-half team. I'm feeling confident that, he, you know, off the bye, off his trip, little birthday trip, that he's got a newfound um, wisdom. All right. Packers and Steelers, I believe this is a second-to-last game in the 1 o'clock slot uh, on CBS, 50 degrees, partly cloudy. I, again, don't think the Steelers are a great team. Uh, but they do have T.J. Watt. The Packers are not good, so um, I think the Steelers send them packing. Yeah, this one's going to be uh, Steel Curtain takes over Jordan Love. I think T.J. Watt I mean, probably has two strip sacks in this game. Um, Steelers at home, you just got to take them. Steelers. That's going to bring us right around to the tighties and Buccaneers. No. 1 p.m., 85 degrees. My goodness, Florida, good for you. Mostly cloudy, 20% chance of umbrellas with raindrops, guys. That all being said, I like I like the Baconeers. God, I hate saying it because I, I've been wrong every time I've said the Baconeers. But one more time for the Baconeers, give it to them. Now, that one doesn't make me confident. Um in taking the Bucks here, but I'm gonna take the Bucks. They've got to save their season. They need a win here desperately if they want to uh, keep pacing that shitty, shitty uh, NFC South. Um, so the so the Bucks got to get a win here. They need one. They'll get one here against the Titans. I'm with you guys. I say it all the time. Whenever uh, whenever Andrew picks the picks the same team as Ben, you got to ride. We all ride together. Except something maybe isn't right because I have so many more wins than you guys. But I'm I'm with you here. I like the oh. Bucks. Well, well, well. Let's go to the bird battle in the 405 window, the first one in the 405 here, along with the Lions game. Falcons are heading out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Matt Smith, a.k.a. Arthur Smith, has uh, shaved his mustache, so trying to create some new magic there for Atlanta. Um, little known fact, he's actually the son of a FedEx, the FedEx founder or the founding family of FedEx, so uh, he's a rich, he's a, he's a spoon yeah, kid. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I saw Silver that. Spoon. Did you see that, Andrew? No, and this makes me hate him so much more. And can we just talk about bad teams shaving? Bad team coaches shaving? We got Brandon Staley and whatever this guy's name is. I honestly care this much less about his name now that I know this. Ben, is that... I I feel like I respect him a little more because he's kind of made... He's a success when he really didn't have to do anything. Arthur? Yeah, well... I don't know. I feel like he's just, this was just like, well, I guess I'll be a coach. I don't have to do anything. So I'll just, uh, I guess I'll take over coaching. I don't know. <clears throat> I think we're going to have Kyler Murray back though in this one uh, for the, for the Cardinals. Um, this is also a WFC nominee game of the week. Uh, I've got the Falcons. This is my lowest confidence pick of the week. I have no idea what to do with this game. I'm with you. Uh, I do think despite having Kyler Murray back, it's like the Falcons are going to be, the Falcons are also one of those teams that are going to finish within one or two of 500. I think they have to bounce back this week. 
and, and figure out a way to get it done. Uh, I, I do like the Falcons this week, but Andrew is convincing me on a weekly basis that Arthur Smith is not going to be around for that much longer. Thank you, Mitch. I respect that. I respect you so much more. I'm glad we can finally find some common ground when it comes to that, man. Uh, but when I saw the news that Kyler Murray was back, that's the only reason I'm going to take the Cardinals. And it's going to be solely on that other teams haven't seen him this year and the Falcons aren't going to be ready for him. Nobody knows what he's going to be like coming out of his injury, if he's going to have his full speed or not. So I think he's just going to get a, uh, take him by surprise and, and eke this win out. So you, so you think Kyler Murray gives him a better chance to win than Josh Dobbs? No, absolutely not. But I don't think they're ready for Kyler Murray, and it's going to be like the Lamar Jackson and NFC effect. Got it. Okay, that that makes sense. I just want to make sure we weren't back on like the Bills-Josh Allen situation we ran into earlier this year. Not, not so much that, uh, but I do think that Lamar and the NFC uh, thing is is a real thing. It's legit. Yeah, it's legit for sure. Giants and Cowboys. Uh, I, I Last year, this probably would have been an exciting game. Um, this year, not so much. Uh, I Cowboys, Giants season is over. Um, I think the Giants may end up with the number one pick. Uh, this was Andrew's Super Bowl pick. BT Dubs, the Giants. Uh, what was it? It was Giants and, and who? I think it was the Giants. Who was the other one? I think it was the Giants and the Bengals. No, no, it wasn't the Jags. I think it was the Bengals. Jags would be hilarious. That would be all-time Andrew to be like, Jags, not a good team. But I think you're right, Ben. I think it was Bengals and and Giants. But, uh, yeah, the Giants season is over. And the the Cowboys lost a tough one last week. I think they they get it done in a big way this, this week. Yeah, to be fair, the Giants season is over, not due to skill level, but uh, mainly injuries. And then, you know, when they're when they're starting right or left tackle, whatever his name is, Evan Neal makes comments like that. You know that the season is just a wash and makes all the reasoning more that Dan should have won coach of the year last year. All that being said, this is my don't overthink it. The Cowboys are definitely taking this one. Same, same Cowboys take me away. That's uh, bringing the old uh, Washington Commanders into Lumen Field to take on the Seahawks. 425 on Fox, 52 degrees. Here's rainy Seattle. Now we got it. And uh, I think Gino, uh, I think this one's just too easy. The Commanders, um, sorry, it's just once again, not your year. Maybe change your name and try again next year. Going to take the Seahawks at home. It seems like an obvious choice here. Maybe a little too obvious, but... uh... I got the Seahawks. You guys, I just Seahawks got absolutely crushed by uh, absolutely crushed by the Ravens last week. We talked about the Ravens, and you know, I yeah, I think the Seahawks get it done. And the Commanders traded away their two best defensive players, so they're mailing it in. Moving us to Sunday Night Football: Jets at the Raiders on NBC. Uh, some people calling this a bad matchup. I actually think this is not a bad matchup. I think this is actually two teams fighting at it to uh, to try to prove something here. Jets trying to stay in that playoff race without Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders trying to ride the Antonio Pierce head coach, interim coach uh, bump. So with that said, I've got the Raiders here. Uh, we saw how much of an animal that uh, 
Max Crosby is, and he's going to go off against the Jets who cannot block water. And uh, Max Crosby may have his best game of the year. Uh, he's just going to go off, and so is that Raiders team. I've got the Raiders here against the Jets. Yeah, it, interesting that you say. It's interesting that you say by water, um, because I, I'm. I think the Antonio Pierce magic is going to run out. I think we talked about it. They tried to pound the rock, last, and e- even then, Josh Jacobs still had less than four yards. So uh, you, you say by water, and you know, like I always say, one if by land, two if by sea. I've got the. I've got the Jets. Oh, Mitchell, that's just an incredible joke. You must have put in your heart and soul into that one. I uh, don't know if you guys have uh, kept up to date on all the hate Antonio Pierce is getting as the interim. People calling it a joke that Roger Goodell allowed Antonio Pierce to be an interim head head coach here uh, with his background. Um, so I, I don't really get it. You know, I thought it was, uh, yeah, Mitchell, what do you got? What's his background? What's going on? Ben, you saw this? You don't seem surprised. I didn't see any of this. I thought he was going with a hook, line, and sinker. He was trying to get us on a, on a bait here. Is no, this three no, of my no, dirt? What's going on here? No, no, no. This is modern warfare tactics. Um, no, <laughs> yes. um, it was a uh, few articles came out. Apparently, he was with Pac-Man when he shot himself in the club. Uh not only did he do that, he took him to a hospital, administered him under a fake name, and then dipped out with the gun and refused to hand it over to cops. It was a whole ordeal. Then, you know, went to the game the next day, like nothing happened. So there's a, he had a few things like that. There was a couple articles I was reading about it, but people not happy <laughs> that he's allowed to be an interim. All that by being no spread. idea. Uh, Mitchell, um, I'm with you. Paul Revere was right. Two if by C. Give me the Raiders. So not with me. Well, on the Paul Revere modern warfare, yes. I I, I, I see. Okay. Uh, finishing out the week, we got Broncos as Monday Night Football. Man, I don't know. I think my uh, right away I picked the Bills. Oh, I'm sorry. 35 degrees, 15% chance of rain. Okay. Um, yeah, I I think the Bills figured out. The Bills are just having that up and down season where they they can't figure it out. They've got to win this one if they want to keep up as we as we look at the AFC East and we get closer to the end of the season. I think it's going to be an ugly, ugly game. I think this is going to be a very boring Monday Night Football game. And if I'd have to look at the over under, try to get that while you guys are pick making your picks, but. I take it. We might have less than 40 total points on Monday night. I was going to guess the over under at 41. Yeah. Mitchell, I don't know if that's 15% chance of rain or 15% chance that Broncos could actually win this game. I think the bills are going to lasso these Broncos, attach them to their wagons and and ride them all the way into the playoffs. They're going to use this game as a springboard, get their, get their season back on track, get that locker room in order again and make a push for the playoffs. Wow, over under at 47 has is typed in here by Mitch. Give me the under all day long on that. I feel like there's no way this is getting above 47 combined. Uh, but I've got a Bills victory in this one. Bills are going to get a much-needed win here. All right, let's go to college football. Week 11 in college football. Uh, those of you who didn't catch Sunday's episode, go back and listen to it. We had a college football expert come on. Did a great job. Andrew, you got to be kind of a casual observer of the last episode, not appearing on it. What did you think of uh, the appearance from from Drew, the college football expert? 
Uh, I hate to give him uh, too much props or else my job may be in danger, but honestly, it sounds like he was a little too relaxed. Should probably take a, take the gig a little more serious. Uh, maybe come in a suit and tie next time, buddy. Uh, nah, he did, he did a great job. Gave us uh, some really good insight into what's going on in college football, kind of like what every other team's doing, what the potential punishments could look like uh, as as the casual observer like you say and the casual college football observer i know nothing will say you know on the college football side we were in chicago didn't realize iowa was going to be taken on northwestern at wrigley field uh really wanted to make it didn't but uh, i think my horse uh voice went hoarse with the go hawks on sidewalks Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a typical Northwestern Iowa game. I think it was zero zero at halftime. Uh, so nothing, nothing short of spectacular there. Fireworks all around. Um, yeah. And you, you said, you know, nothing about the situation, but now that you've listened to the last episode, you, you know, everything, right? That's the kind of content that you get here on the live show. Absolutely. That's why I'm fully clued in. That's why we need the shareholders to be watching that Saints Vikings game. Get all those signals. Yep. We've all got a little Connor Stallions in our heart. That's right. Yep. Yep. We all, we all got a little bit of in there. All right. We got Michigan taking on Penn State this week. Mitch, uh, go to you for this one. How do you feel about this game? Don't, don't need an in-depth on this one, but uh, you think we're talking about a Michigan victory here? I think so. I think the, I think the locker room is rallying around all of the outside noise. They keep thumping people week after week. We've talked about it. They haven't really played anyone, but I think uh, I think everything that's going on is unifying the locker room even more. I think Michigan gets it done in pretty convincing fashion against Penn State. Uh, agreed. I think it'll be obviously Michigan's toughest test of the year for sure thus far. Um, going into Happy Valley, but big noon kickoff. We're gonna have uh, Gus Johnson on the call here with Joel Klatt. Always a always a good matchup. Always great. Um, I'm excited to watch it. Excited to see uh, hopefully a Michigan Wolverine victory here as they uh, as they trudge on and have Ohio State coming up in a few weeks. So uh, let's close this chapter of the Lions share um, walkthrough Wednesday. We've got the Lions taking on the Chargers on Sunday. We'll see you all on Sunday for a recap of the Lions and the Chargers and Week 10 in the NFL. Let's go Lions. Let's go 405 Warriors. Remember, folks, this one's at 405. Meow. Take it to the bank, that was concise.